hello and welcome back to There Will Be Spoilers, and welcome for the first time to 2017. 2017. I'm Matt Bazell. And I am Ethan Knight. We're so very sorry that we missed you over the holidays, but despite our disembodied voices, we have corporeal form, and we too must take breaks. Breaks. And in our case, uh, we had gone home to different cities. Ethan, I think you went to a different state. I drove 14 damn hours. Both 14 hours there, 14 hours back. It was I drove terrible. three, and it was real hard. Yeah, real hard. <laughs> but in any case, we wanted to come back to you and say, accept our, our holiday gift, our secular holiday gift, in the form of our films of the year films of the year something very different about traditional that what we do here is of traditional like film of the year game of the year stuff is that these movies that we've watched can be any films that we've seen for the first time in the calendar year 2016 and we're going to kind of not really give them a ranking system because invariably ethan and i have seen different films throughout the year uh these are all outside the list by the way we've of course have seen the first 10 and now 11 afi top 100 films but these are the films outside of that list that we may have been inspired to go see because of the list itself or just films we happen to come across uh in the normal routine of our lives but we'll discuss them and say this is a good film it's a bad film it's my favorite film perhaps if we're secure enough to say that in our evaluation of these films but we'll see how it goes so ethan how many films did you say that you've seen in the calendar year 2016 outside of the 11 we had seen well, this is hard because I watch a lot of movies over and over. Probably, I don't know, probably like 10, 12, 13. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere around a dozen or 15 films as well. Now, I've seen very little in the theater this year. Yeah, me as well. I was trying to think what I've seen in the theater this year, and I think I may have... I don't think that... I hope this isn't true, but I may have only seen Star Wars in the theater this year. Well, I mine's worse. Um, I saw Suicide Squad and Deadpool in theaters this year. Oh, I haven't seen either of those. What What else new came out this year that was really big that I would have seen in the theater, Matt? Wasn't there a Star Trek movie? Oh, in I didn't theaters see that. this year. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Finding Dory. Oh yeah, my favorite movie of all time. No, I did not see that. <laughs> Arrival looked interesting. Yes. Didn't get around to seeing it. I'm with you. That's going to be something I rent. Ghostbusters. Did you see Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters was supposed to be good. I didn't see that. I didn't see... So what this podcast really is, is all the movies we didn't fucking see. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> I, I wanted to see The Nice Guys. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I know you saw that Warcraft movie. You know what? I kind of did want to go see that just to see, but... You know what I wanted to see? I wanted to see Legend of Tarzan, because you and I took that graduate oh, class together. with Miko Tukanen. Tukanen. No, Tukanen. It's Tukanen. Is it really Tukanen? Yeah, I, I actually got the correct pronunciation from someone recently. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and we just call him Tukanen the whole time. Oh my god. Well, what what was the word that he always said that I thought was funny? I don't know, man. Don't <laughs> it could have been know. anything. That's true. Coming off of our... So Ethan <laughs> and I just recorded our uh, episode for Swing Time... And all the racism that's in, implicit in that film mm. to have us talk about someone else's pronunciation because they're of a different culture. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shut up now. He had such a great accent, though. It was kind of the best. Yeah. So I didn't see a lot of things in theaters. Doesn't sound like you did either. But I did see a few films, a lot of which actually I saw, you know, at home with my family. Yes. And some of them were kind of good. And some were not so great. So let's start with bad films of the year. What are some bad films that you saw? You know, I watched for the first time some of No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's a good film, though. Everyone loved that movie, and I didn't really get it, and it was kind of bored. Wow. I I like that film. It's kind of one of my fonder films before starting this podcast, I'd say. I know I'm a bad person. Don't judge me. Well, we're, we're airing our grievances now, you know, we're just saying how bad of people we are. I watched James Bond Spectre, thought that was a garbage film. You didn't like Spectre? Nope. Uh, you know, I had some issues with Spectre. Did that come What's out this like year? What's to like about it? No, it, I don't think it did. I think it came out last, last November, 2015 Let, November. I, you know, I had some issues with Spectre. Yeah, it did come out in 2015. I, I had some issues with Spectre, but I enjoyed it overall. I thought Skyfall was good. I thought Spectre was just, let's do dumb action crap for no reason. Let's make James Bond. I know he's supposed to be like this womanizer and it's supposed to be cool, but now it's just like a power fantasy for people watching it. And I just, I'm starting to get like real tired of that crap. Well, this is my problem with Spectre, aside from some of those things. At the end of Spectre, well, uh, this is there will be spoilers, so here they come. He, the bad guy, which is, what's his name? The German dude. Oh, man, I just... When I watch the film, I look up IMDb, so I know all their names, like... Right. Well, anyway, he's the guy that's in... He's in all the... He's in the Tarantino films. He's He's German. Glorious Bastard, yeah. Yeah. Glorious Bastards, yeah. He's... But he plays... Spoilers, Blofeld. Um, If you didn't know that Blofeld was in that movie, then... Okay. But anyway, he plays Blofeld, and he does this, like, thing to James Bond at the end where he, like... He's got, like, a dentist drill that he puts in his head and says, you won't remember anyone's name or And faces. he's just so manly, he, he does remember her face. Right, it doesn't make any sense, because you just fucked up his brain, and then he still recognizes people. Like, it just was at that plot point, I was like, at that point, I was like, what what is happening in this movie? No, I think when I it really lost me, it was towards the beginning of the film, where he assassinates the guy in, I think they're in Mexico, or a guy gets assassinated. He goes to his widow... Talks to the widow and then just is like, I'm gonna have sex with you, and then does. Oh yeah. <laughs> and who is it? Is it Selma Hayek or? No, it's um, she was in the Matrix too. She was in Matrix too. What the heck was her name? We're gonna look her up because I want to know. I because you know how bad I am with names in this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna cut out all the uh, Lucky Garnet Garnet Garrett yeah. stuff that you were doing. Anyway, uh, Christoph Waltz is the guy. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Of Christoph course. Waltz. Monica Bellucci is the chick we're talking about. Okay. Well, in any case, that happened. I was just like, ridiculous. I'm done with this film. It's stupid. Yeah, it was not of of the Daniel Craig. And then, bonds, then it's, it's like, and the then best. they have sex, and then she's back in like full lingerie, and it's like, ain't no one got time for that. That's like well, a right. thirty minute dress up ordeal. Yeah, and then she's so. dead like immediately, isn't she? She gets like shot. I don't think I don't think she dies. As far as I know, I think oh. she he just kind of loves her and leaves her. Uh, well, it's James bad Bond's movie, way. bad movie in my opinion. Another bad movie I saw was Ten Cloverfield Lane. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, I thought it was connected to the film Cloverfield, the like shaky cam. Oh monster yeah, attacks I like that city. movie. It came out on my birthday. 
yeah, I like that film too. So I saw Ten Cloverfield Lane, thinking it was the same thing. They go into an underground bunker because the world has ended, supposedly. Um, she just finds herself there, and John Goodman is basically holding her captive. And as it sort of teases out throughout the Wait, film, I was going to watch this movie, and you've ruined it. you're going to ruin it for me, aren't you? God damn this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm going to ruin it for you. As it, as it teases out throughout the film, John Goodman, some sort of serial... Uh, arrested development something I don't understand what's going on he abducts young women pretends that they're his daughter and eventually they try to escape and he kills them so but the world has also ended and there are aliens on the surface so in the last 20 minutes of the film she goes up to escape and is like oh everything's cool no the world's actually ended here's an alien I'm going to throw a Molotov cocktail down its throat and kill it and then drive to Houston and join the resistance against the, against the aliens because it's in wow. like Lake Charles Louisiana so Oh. Uh, which is kind of close to my city of Houston. But last 20 minutes, completely extraneous. The stuff on the inside, kind of interesting, but all sort of ultimately defeated by the ridiculousness of the plot outside of that. Some terrible one-liners here or there. So they took a lot of good steps and then kind of... It's like they wanted to make two separate films and were like, we don't have the budget, let's we'll make it one film. And <laughs> kind of messed it all up with that. So... I did not like that film. It does not sound terribly great, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have let you dodge a bullet there. Yeah, probably. One of the films that I watched this year uh, that I really enjoyed, which I don't know that you would, and it's from 1974, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. It's been on my list for a long time, and I watched it. It's a it's a car chase movie, basically. Oh, boy. And, and, and I really enjoyed that. So if you like car chases and you would like nope. to watch a film that is basically a car chase and they die at the end. Spoilers! <laughs> like, and their death is like, the movie ends like they get fucking sideswiped or something, or, or uh, T-boned. Boom! And you're like, what? I felt like I was there. <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah, it's pr- I mean, really, yeah. The end. It sounds like you get something caught in your throat and you're trying to like clear your. Clear your... Well, that's what I was doing, actually. <laughs> I know we both saw Zootopia this year. Yeah, I like Zootopia. I thought that was pretty I good. I thought it was a, a great film. I think Rotten Tomatoes has it number one of 2016 films. I don't know that I would go that far, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised about it. Following that vein, I've also seen a couple other animated films. This, this year uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 being one of them hey say what you will I think Kung Fu Panda the original one of the most well executed films period I, I saw that in theaters uh, Kung Fu Panda me too yeah I, I, think I saw it twice in theaters it, I didn't see it twice in theaters but I saw it at a movie theater where you could eat pizza in the theater like an Alamo draft house nice. or something well no it, well, it was sort of like that but it was in Wisconsin so well, yeah. they have them everywhere. They have them in New York, but yes, Alamo well, it Draft wasn't House. An, would it refer wasn't an Alamo to Draft House. It was like San a, Antonio, my home oh, city. Okay, you know, tell Texas that. No, I can't say that. Texans love yeah, Texas. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I'm, I'm okay. With it Texas. was it was some sort of version of that in a small town in Wisconsin, and we saw Kung Fu Panda because I think it was the only movie that was that fit with the time we wanted to go see. Movie. And it was great. I remember it being good. Yeah, and Kung Fu Panda two also pretty good three serious pacing problem in the first half it's like they wanted too much with too many characters and then once they get past the halfway point it becomes a good movie again but really that first half is so rushed that it's like a frenetic pace and it's crazy but i enjoyed it again 
But what I enjoyed even more was Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't know what that is. It's another animated film, except for it's more like stomp animation. Ooh, I like that. Very sort of encapsulated world, the sort of like Japanese mysticism. Kubo uh, is running from the Moon King with his mother, and his father was like the leader of the Beetle Clan. It's got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Theron. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, and it's a good it's a good film. It's um, I'd love to see a sequel. I wouldn't know what that would look like, but I think it's one. It fits up there as Utopia, like good morals and good plot, and everything's executed very well, and not a lot of like glaring missteps that some animated films, like for instance, Secret Life of Pets, a film for no one. Did you see that movie? Yes. Why did you see all these animated movies? Because my wife loves animated films and i'm fond of them as well and so, so on a friday night kung fu panda 3 and no no secret we life watched all pets. these at home we watched all these at home kung fu panda 3 is my idea secret life of pets we had seen an advertisement for it and we're like that seems good no <laughs> it was a bad movie it had no idea of what it wanted to do louis ck I, I like his comedy for the most part he's in that but when he's when he's a when he's the main character as a voice actor, you've probably made some mistakes. <laughs> there was no one that was like a list celebrity, and usually like a good, good animated film has like an a a list celebrity budget. Uh, and there was like so much carnage, and a lot of things died, and people kind of mysteriously disappear. That it's like this isn't for kids, but it's also not for adults. So it's kind of one of those like missing audience kind of pieces <laughs> secret life of pets a film for no one <laughs> a film for no one yep and I, I mean i've already sort of well documented my uh qualms about suicide squad so i'll leave that one right what else did you see this year i i want to talk about rogue one okay go for it i haven't seen it yet Oh, I can't ruin it for you then. Oh, you uh, can. I, I ruined Cloverfield for you. You can go ahead and ruin yeah, this Yeah, but for me. this is actually a good movie. Well, I've heard mixed things about it, and so you actually telling me this might actually convince me to go see it. Otherwise, Are you a Star Wars st- fan? Have we talked about this? I uh, am very fond of the original Star Wars, and when I was younger, because we came out when those the prequels came out, yes, we were still kind of younger. Um, that oh oh the prequels I thought you meant the, the prequels special editions of the se- of the originals no um, the prequels also I was not overly disappointed in because I was younger and didn't know any better right but I had seen the original three before I saw those prequels because they were kind of just always there growing up and so when we get to Star Wars A New Hope I'm gonna be very happy to talk about that film on the list let me tell you this I this I want to make the the hand clapping emoji that people use on social media. Go see Rogue One. Now, I will say this. (laughs) The first quarter, at least, maybe the first half, maybe not quite the first half, but the first good portion of Rogue One is not great. Part of that may have been because I was in the theater I was in. I couldn't really understand what people were saying partially because i was ill partially because they all it's it's a very diverse cast and so there's lots of different accents and they all i wasn't sure if they were saying names or if they were saying 
planets or words or what. So the first like quarter of the movie, I was like, I don't know. We've been on 14 different planets. I don't know what's going on, who these people are, what they're trying to do, why why we're here, what is the, what is going on. Yeah, so it's like a context problem as opposed to like a Lord of the Rings problem where everyone's whispering. <laughs> yes, although there was kind of explosions and muffled and they're like, and I'm like, are you speaking in a fucking, where are the subtitles or are you saying names? I had no idea who anybody's name was for like more than half the film until like people started shouting it loudly and repeating it enough that I was like, oh, that must be their name. But <laughs> I will say this. Uh, probably around the halfway mark shit gets real and like the last like 30 minutes of this film my palms were sweating I was on the edge of my seat I like was breathing heavy that's because you were this all because you're sick well yes right I was also dying of you know, uh, tuberculosis, but there was consumption. There was a, there's a scene at the end, which I don't want to give away, but it's at the very end. And my skin was on fire. My heart was pounding. I was almost crying. Uh, like I was shaking. I just, I, oh, it made up for all of the terrible awfulness that is the star Wars prequels. And the very last moment, like the last thing that happens I audibly said, oh, shit, in the theater. Oh, so you're one of those people. Well, I couldn't help it. They're also, speaking of that, since this is our bonus episode, I will share a very, I guess it's not that embarrassing, but maybe it was embarrassing at the time. I went and saw, in college, the film Valentine's Day. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I have, in fact, seen that film. Oh, God, it's awful. But... So it's like, for those of you who don't know out there in the podcast world, all seven people that listen to our podcast. Hey, there's more than seven. That's true. From different countries, I know. Anyway, the it's like an ensemble film that's supposed to be, what is it like, what's that one movie that it, it's, it's Love Actually the one? Love Actually. Uh, and it's also, it spawned a whole bunch of other films like New Year's Eve and what was the other one? Christmas Day. There's like a bunch of crap that they. Yeah, they're all, they but they're those. all just love actually, basically. With just like, you know, like a bunch of famous actors falling Yeah, and it's literally like everybody you've ever heard of. Was Bradley Cooper in Valentine's Day? I think he was. But there's a moment in Valentine's Day where Taylor Swift, who's like a, te- a cheerleader, and she's in the movie she's dating. That kid that was in Twilight that turns into a wolf. What's his name? Oh, you asking the wrong guy. Oh God, he's like a he's like a bodybuilder. Anyway, he's that kid. He he's not Channing Tatum. What's his name? Anyway, oh, anybody who knows what I'm talking about knows. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. They're two good-looking people, and they're in this film, and they're talking about something. And Taylor Swift, I think, is in the foreground, and he's in the background, and then he does a backflip. And I was there, it was on, I went and saw it on Valentine's Day with, with my college girlfriend, and he did a backflip and I wasn't expecting it. And so I went, I said, oh shit, <laughs> it just surprised me. It was, I was impressive. And like, there were probably six or seven people that like burst out laughing in this, because the theater was full, it was Valentine's Day. And I was like, <laughs> and I think like, it was probably something like his shirt was off. And he just does a backflip. And so, like, it was just horribly embarrassing. The terrible. And you're like, that's my kind of guy. Right. I was like, oh, shit. Like, 
because it's, it surprised me. <laughs> so I would share that. That reminded me. But so yeah, I am one of those people. But only when I'm genu genuinely like surprised when something happens and I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that. So going back to it, is Rogue One a lot like The Force Awakens? Sort of. I thought The Force Awakens was kind of a lazy film because it was just A New Hope. No, so it's not like that at all. It, it, what it, I mean, there are, it's almost too many sort of little Easter eggs throughout, but it does try to do some really new stuff with Star Wars. Some of it, it does really well, some of it it doesn't do really well, but perhaps its biggest strength are the like fantastically filmed battle scenes. The battle scenes are like nothing you've ever seen before in a Star Wars film. It's it's ridiculous. Some of the new stuff because again all of the characters in this film just about are not from other Star Wars movies, so they're mm -hmm. all new people. And I liked that it was sort of an ensemble, at least they're trying to do an ensemble cast. They're trying to jump from lots of different worlds because Star the regular Star Wars movies don't jump from a lot. They only, you know, it's like 3 or 4. So, you know, it does th things like that where it was neat to see them trying that out. Whether or not it was terribly successful, I'd have to say after seeing it a second time, but there there were de genuinely moments in there though that I was like freaking out in the theater, couldn't handle it. It was just too much for me. Too Would much. you say that was your favorite film of the year? Uh probably, probably my fa my favorite film that I've, I mean I did just see it, so I might be tainted by that, but it, it was definitely the movie that gave me the most visceral reactions throughout the year. I mean, I told you, I my, was like sweating and like cold and my skin was on fire at one point and I was like ready to cry at another point. I was just a lot was going on in that movie. And it, I mean, I am a big Star Wars fan, so take what you will. I don't think I had anything quite so... I mean, it sounds like you had a religious experience. <gasps> I was I don't think like, I, had I needed a nap like after that. that. But I have been keeping this under wraps for a while from you specifically. But I watched a few Akira Kurosawa films this year. Oh. Yeah, I really got into that guy. And specifically, I saw Rashomon, okay. uh, Yojimbo, and Sinjuro, which is actually the sort of like sequel, but not really like plot oriented sequel to yojimbo right i've seen yojimbo and i've seen some of rashomon but not all of it but you didn't see seven samurai i it's sitting the blu-ray is sitting on my desk right now <gasps> and seven samurai i love i just didn't have a chance to to watch it yet because it's a three-hour film yeah it's a long movie other things i've seen and i think actually kind of moving toward the end of my list here, and of everything I've seen, I think Yojimbo was my favorite film of the year. Wow. Because it is just the pinnacle of that kind of character. The anti-hero mm -hmm. that still has, like, the heart of gold underneath his crusty exterior. Yeah. With all these hilarious one-liners, like when he goes to, to the gamblers and they say, We don't care, go ahead and kill us. And he's like, It'll hurt. <laughs> it's just kind of like <laughs> dismissive of things. And his name is is Senjuro, and that means like 30 year old. And his last, he picks his last name by looking out the window the and window, sees a mulberry yeah. field. And he's like, uh, My name's 30 year old mulberry field, but I'm almost yeah. 40. And he does that in uh, Senjuro also. And, and just like some of the fights are incredibly cool. Just the idea that this guy 
is pretty much a one-man army and he orchestrates the destruction of this entire town to yeah. rid of corruption so it's like cleanse with fire he destroys all the bad but he also <laughs> destroys most of the good with it yeah and it's just incredibly cool and i really liked it and Toshiro Mifune, the guy who plays Sinjiro, he's also in Rashomon as the bandit, yeah. and he's also in Seven Samurai. Yeah, uh, that dude fantastic. is so cool. And you can just see you know, that character and Akira Kurosawa's fingerprints all over sort of modern action heroes in yeah, those definitely. ways. Absolutely. So I really like that. I think it's a, it's a must-see for people who care about that kind of stuff. So character yes. oriented action as opposed to spectacle oriented action. And I, it's a must I, see I can't regardless. It more. If you like yeah. films, you should see the, the, those, those films. There was a book or a, or a documentary that's, that just came out that they were interviewing this guy on NPR about, about Toshiro Mifune. So you should check it out. I don't remember I think if it was I a will. book or a documentary. I'll certainly, I'll certainly get into that because uh, I couldn't get enough of it. I'm very excited to see Seven Samurai. Oh, I'm jealous. And you always hear people like describe books or movie as like Kurosawa inspired, and mm-hmm. I never really knew what that meant. Uh, now I do, and it's a great thing. Kurosawa would do shit like have giant fans right off camera to you know control. I mean, to the down to the to the weather had to be perfect. Yeah. To make a very meticulous director. Yes, the, a master of, of controlling these things. And really wasn't, like, afraid to, like, challenge notions about, like, honor and glory, right? In both Rashomon and Yojimbo, yes. these people who are supposed to be badasses are just a bunch of cowards, too, you know? So right. uh, there's no such thing as, like, the brave person 100% of the time. Right, definitely. He's very, very good at that. Very, very good at that. But, so I... I think I know the answer to this question, but have you seen A Fistful of Dollars? So, like I mentioned, I had watched these with some of my family. I watched my uncle, and he says, this is basically A Fistful of Dollars. It is. And, I, and I've never seen that film. So, uh, I, the, the trilogy was A Fistful of Dollars dollars for a few dollars more. And what's the last one? The Good, the Bad, and the That's ugly. right. Yeah, so I look forward to actually watching those because I know they're, like, heavily cribbing kurosawa you know oh my god literally it is a fistful of dollars is and i think the the director admitted in court he was like yeah i ripped it off him but kurosawa ripped off i think dashiell hammett it's a hard-boiled detective novel that he turned into red harvest that he turned into yojimbo which then uh what's his name i don't remember his name but the spaghetti western guy that turns it into fistful of dollars so fistful of dollars is a ripoff of a film that's a ripoff of a book, and all three of them are different. That one of them's a western, one of them's a samurai movie, and the other one is a hard-boiled detective novel. Well, that sounds great. I feel like I'm excited to check in on all of those in yes. this year, 2017, 2017. A much better year than 2016. I'm just gonna hey, go ahead knock on wood. It. I'm calling. I'm calling it now. 2017, better than 2016. Prove me wrong. I mean, all the important people are dead. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Knock on wood. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's not let's not get anyone to disappear here. <sighs> but in any case, um, sounds like Rogue One is your top film outside of our list. That's AFI's yeah. top 100 list, and Yojimbo is mine. So I hope people 
enjoyed this or at least weren't utterly hurt that we uh, spent a lot of time away from you and didn't we come abandoned back with something. You. But stay tuned for what Barry mentioned a few times this episode. Uh, number 90 on the top 100 list, Swing Time. Swing Time. That'll be out shortly. But this, if you listen to it now, well, it's already out, right? It, well, if they're listening to it, yeah. Mm, one imagines. It's like time travel. Yeah, it is. We're time travelers. It's what makes time travel possible, Matt. And I need to return to the future to deal with my many future responsibilities. So with that, I am, have been, and may just always be, if the prophecy ordains it, Matt Bazell. Yeah, and I guess I'm Ethan Knight. Yeah, and there will be spoilers. (laughs) There will be spoilers! There Will Be Spoilers was hosted by Matt Bazell and me, Ethan Knight. We were produced by Matt Bazell. Our music is by the enigmatic Breakmaster Cylinder. You can find his music all over the internet. Google him. Our artwork was by Becca Knight. You can follow her on Twitter at BeccaTheKnight with a K. Or you can find her website at nightdraws.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SpoilersCast. You can follow us on Facebook at There Will Be Spoilers. And you can shoot us an email if you want at spoilerscast at gmail.com. We plan on answering emails on our off-week podcast, so be sure to send in your questions or comments. And finally, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and or SoundCloud and review us, please. Thanks for listening.